Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. I have a special guest this morning that you all probably would not expect would be on City Council Live because he's not a member of City Council. But he has an important message that he wants the, the listening public to do. And I am happy to have my first ever in-person interview with District Attorney Larry Krasner, who is in person right here at Philadelphia City Council live. Good morning, District Attorney Krasner. Good morning, Mr. Owens. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. You have been in the news. I mean, but that's like all the time. But in this regard, this is major news um, that has happened um, over the past I want to say the last 24 hours, there has been some major announcements, major breaking news um, pertaining to some decisions that have been made in Harrisburg that has now um, been in the news. I mean, there, this is a serious situation. This is a bill. And, and I found out about it and was kind of surprised how it kind of snuck into the conversation as the Democrats and Republicans in Harrisburg has been trying to, you know, hash out their budget. There was a deal. There is a new policy that the governor, um, Josh Shapiro, will have to sign um, to decide on this fate. And I want you, in your own words, to tell us about this um, legislation that slid in, because everyone's all excited about this budget and, you know, some of the other deals that got done. But I want to know about this particular matter that that is also not getting as much energy. Sure. Happy to talk about it. By the way, the governor absolutely does not have to sign this bill. He can veto the bill. That's right. That's why we get elected governor. So we have the power to say that is that law is crazy. And uh, unless you're able to get two thirds of the legislature to bring it back around, it's going away. So, That's right. So our governor, Governor Shapiro, our Democratic governor absolutely has the right to step up to Republicans and say, no, you're not going to erase the votes of Philadelphians, because that is what this law is about. The, the law is known as SB 140. That means Senate Bill number 140. Right. And what it essentially says is that only in Philadelphia, there's going to be a special prosecutor who is not elected, who is appointed. I repeat, not elected. Appointed. And that that special prosecutor. And would they be appointed by the governor? They would be appointed by the attorney general. Uh, who, at, who at the moment is appointed. OK, right. Right. but regardless, they would be appointed by someone who doesn't even need to be a Philadelphia resident. Mm. And that means you're taking the vote of one person, the attorney general, and you're substituting it for the votes that came out of one point six million people in the city of Philadelphia. Over one hundred and fifty thousand votes get erased. They get washed away and wiped away because people who don't even live here, overwhelmingly Republicans, this was led by people like Mastriano, the dude with the Confederate uniform. That's right. They don't want Philadelphia votes to count. They don't want the promises that we made in the DA's office and that we have kept to be kept. Right. So for people who, who have not been brought on this, what um, Krasner is speaking about is this Senate bill that would basically, specifically in Pennsylvania, it's a 500 feet from SEPTA stations, which basically governs all of Philadelphia, that... There were, the, the district attorney would not have in Philadelphia any actual jurisdiction or power. They're calling it transferable jurisdiction, which um, would basically not allow the district attorney to actually proceed over anything, any major matters in their office in Philadelphia. It will now go to a special prosecutor, which is appointed by the AG. And this person is not someone who's elected in Philadelphia. So voters like you all who voted for Krasner or whoever for any AG will not have any actual, their votes will not count. So they didn't elect this appointed person. 
But what would you be doing? I mean, technically, if this was the going effect, what would you actually be doing? What would be the role of the AG's office if it's going to go to a special prosecutor? So, you know, the answer to that is the bill is nuts. The bill is crazy. Okay. The bill doesn't make sense at any level in terms of like just the nuts and bolts of how you would get anything like this done. It's also unconstitutional. But what it actually right. says, you know, we do about 35,000 new cases a year. Mm-hmm. What it actually says is that this special prosecutor can come in and snatch any case they want. And if they snatch the case, they can stop me from doing any further investigation. They can stop me from prosecuting. It's not that it says we would nothing. It's what it says is that my judgment is out the window on any and every case that this special prosecutor chooses to grab. That's what it actually says. So they could just cherry pick whatever you're working on to snatch it. They could cherry pick it. So, you know, let's just think about a situation where we're trying to hold a government official accountable. Right. We're trying to deal with, uh, you know, the murder of a civilian by someone in uniform. Right. This enables a different prosecutor to say, oh, give me that one. I'm dropping it. It enables that, you know, most essentially, though, because frankly, this is not about me at all. I, I thought I was becoming D.A. so I could do criminal justice. Right. It, it turns out that I became D.A. and half of my job is trying to protect and preserve democracy. Right. When, when people voted in these elections, even the voters who did not vote for me. Right. Those votes should count. And what this law says is for the rest of time. For all eternity, no matter who you want, Philadelphia, you can't have it. And every other county in the entire state can have who they elect. But these votes in Philly don't count. This is straight up nothing but the ghost of disenfranchisement. And as you know, that ghost is alive and well right. in the MAGA Republican Party. The MAGA Republican Party only hangs around because we don't have a system where every single vote is counted. This is a, an absolutely vicious effort to completely erase the votes of Philadelphia. Well, I have two questions. So following this. So for starters, this was a bipartisan effort. I, I, you know, I wouldn't say that. I've been in close contact with the Democratic leadership for quite some time. Um, uh, you know, our Madam Speaker voted against it. Jordan okay. Harris voted against it. Uh, as far as I know, there's only uh, a few of the representatives from Northeast Philly and Eamon Brown, who's a whole special story all by himself. Eamon Brown, yeah. You know, a champion of impeachment, a totally different right, kind remember, of paper coup, that, yeah. which they've already tried. But everybody else in Philadelphia, uh, you know, all the Democrats vigorously voted against it. Um, and there were a lot of people from outside of Philadelphia really speaking against it. They were the Democrats were placed in a very difficult position here where essentially Republicans had stockpiled all this money and were starving absolutely essential and necessary things in Pennsylvania and made this bill, which is an attack on democracy, a normalization of erasing the votes of Philadelphians, a top priority because they know in 10 years they're getting elected to nothing unless they can erase the votes of certain people. Right. Now, I heard from sources close to me that part of the negotiation and the trade-off for this was clean slate policy. Have you heard anything about that around the clean slate initiatives? Like apparently they're bolstering um, in Harrisburg, the clean slate initiatives, you know, expanding it. But the trade off to keep clean slate or advance clean slate came at the expense of this decision. Uh, well, you know, there are, are probably 100, 100, 150 different priorities that were included there. Uh-huh. It is true that there are some good things that happen with this budget. That, right. is, that is correct. But Democrats should not be in a position 
of bargaining with a gun in their face. Right. And and frankly, uh, we should never be in the position of trading away Philadelphia votes and Philadelphia voters for anything. Certain things should not be negotiated, period. I think the Democrats found themselves in a, in a very difficult position. Uh, you know, many, many of them protested this. There were even Republicans who stood up and said this is unconstitutional. We shouldn't do this and then voted for it. Right. Now, there are some people like, uh, well, for, you know, history serves me well. Um, Governor Shapiro, you all have never had like the best relationship in the public. He's been very critical about your administration over the years. You're calling on him officially to veto this decision. How do you think this is going to play? Do you think he's going to do it? I mean, what do you I mean, what is the conversation there? Um, well, you know, I am hopeful that any Democratic governor, especially one in a swing state, especially one who is ambitious, mm -hmm. would understand that telling Philadelphia that your votes don't count and never will is a political disaster. Mm. Uh, you know, I harbor no malice or towards Governor Shapiro. Mm -hmm. He and I agree on a lot of things. We disagree on a few things. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do, but, you know, this is a moment for courage. This is this is kind of like when Barack Obama who was in the state legislature at the time, I believe, right. maybe not. Maybe he's in the Senate. He faced the issue of what are we going to do about the Iraq war? That was Senate, all, early Senate. Yeah. It was in the Senate. Yep. And all around him, everybody's jumping up saying, hell yeah, to that disaster that killed no. so many Americans yeah. and was so damaging to us in many different ways. And he said no. And you know what? He became president. So there are times when politicians got to stop the acting like politicians. And they just got to say, no matter what happens to me, I am going to stand up for the votes of Philadelphians, the rights of Philadelphians, the priorities of Philadelphians, and it is not on the table and never will be to sell their votes out for short-term gain. Well, we look forward to hearing what the governor decides to do. Um, it is at this point in his hands. I mean, this thing has passed. Decisions have been made. It's now up to Governor Shapiro. He's had a lot of uh, time out visiting my alma mater twice this past week. Um, you know, in regards to the resignation of Liz McGill and other issues that now he finally has some real meat on the table to focus on that will impact the city and also the next incoming mayor. Now, I've heard that there are some I believe the the current interim AG is not in favor of this. I've heard from sources it's not in favor of this passing. Uh, we are we are going to see. Okay. You and know, you have, I, have, who have you spoken to? Have you spoken to the current um, AG? Have you spoken I, to um, I mean, their interim? So we my phone has been blowing up since okay. the minute this was was uh, going to be raised on the floor with support coming from everywhere, coming from clergy, okay. coming from academics, coming from a lot of voters, coming from ward leaders. Okay. You know, my phone has blown up in the same way it blew up, full of support when this impeachment nonsense was pulled against me. I remember that. Just like, by the way, the impeachment nonsense that is being pulled against Joe Biden this morning, yes. where, where they admit, just as they admitted in my situation, they got no crime, they got no evidence of crime, they got no corruption. They got no evidence of corruption, right. but they're going to impeach him anyway. This is what happens when people try to destroy democracy. They want you to think it's normal to be impeached for nothing. They want you to think it's normal to pick the biggest and most diverse and most democratic voting mm -hmm. city and say, well, they don't get to pick their DA for the rest of time. That is what happened in this bill. So this is part of a much larger national effort by a minority party. That has more power than it should just right. be, just because of things like the Electoral College. This is one more effort by them to hang on to power because they can't win 
elections. No, if they could have, if they could have won an election in Philadelphia, they would have done it. They know they can't. So what they try to do is flip power in between elections. Right. So, I, I'm I'm very curious to see what Shapiro does. I'm, I'm I mean, this is a big one. Is there any other efforts that you know of that's happening to try to? I don't know if the word is lobby, but you know, put pressure on Shapiro to reverse this decision because I mean, it seems like. For the first time, they finally found a compromise in Harrisburg, but it comes at the expense of, in your opinion, democracy. So, well, I, you know, and I say this respectfully, I don't think it's my opinion. I think it's when you say the biggest, most diverse city in any state no longer gets to pick an elected official that every other county mm-hmm. gets to pick. It's not saying this is an attack on democracy. This is a direct assault on democracy. It's straight up that uh, I, you know, I'm sure that there are people who so, are, so who why are did, talking so did to the Democratic governor. colleagues vote in favor of this. Some of them did. Yeah. Well, how do they defend that? How, how do they justify that? Then? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, this should be a non-negotiable. I agree with you. I don't. I, I just. I just don't understand, Mr. Owens. I agree. With you. Okay, it should be non-negotiable. Right. How do they do it? I don't know. You, you right. have to ask them. You know. I think. I mean, re- because the- that's the problem. Part of the problem I've had with Democrats just observing it is that these these types of situations never happen. Like even the impeachment, mm-hmm. there were Democrats involved, and not just Amin Brown, but we saw other people get their endorsements by the Working Families Party revoked. Others that. We're bedfellows in common and in kind with with not just Democrats, but with people who were arguably more liberal and progressive. But they make these compromises and then we see Republicans take advantage of it. So in, in some cases, do you think I mean, you know, right last like when you ran last time, the Democratic Party did not endorse you. He was an incumbent. Is there just this? Are you recognizing that there's a trend of moderate uh, resentment towards advancements in the progressive space? And that that might be coupled alongside Republicans. I mean, Shapiro this week, Governor Shapiro, there has been a lot of criticism about how in many ways he played into the playbook of, you know, the congressman from New York, the Republican who had that hearing that, you know, in many ways, some of the same rhetoric that we heard from Republicans and supporting certain oustings then was being backed by Democrats on this on a particular issue. Now we're seeing similar things happen here with where are the Republican compromise? Are, is it that we're seeing moderate Democrats and Republicans align on their common purpose is to squash any type of progressive work? I mean, arguably, you become collateral damage in their efforts to create bipartisanship. Well, let's be clear. I don't mind being collateral damage. What this is about is not me. This right. is about whether or not all of those people who got up who have trouble walking and who walk to the polls and voted will have their vote counted, regardless of whether they voted to me or not. As I said, I thought I was going to be doing criminal justice. Turns out I'm doing democracy work with half of my my term here. Uh, But the bottom line is this. The Republican Party is a monoculture. It is a minority party. It has more control than it should because it rigs the system. And it knows that unless it keeps rigging the system, it will have no power. In 10 years. So what is happening is you have one party, the MAGA Republican Party, which I am sad to say is what it has become, that is anti-democracy. And then on the Democratic side, as is always the case, some some politicians are profiles in courage and some politicians are profiles in cowardice. That's exactly right. The issue here, though, it it comes from Republicans. It's about Republicans. When you see the name Mastriano on a bill and you put his photograph wearing a Confederate uniform on, you have the picture. This is about disenfranchising Philadelphia votes above all else in an important swing state. Uh, I would like to think I am hopeful 
that our governor is going to be a profile in courage. But if he is not, then we will find out. Well, what are the legal ramifications? Could this go to the Supreme Court? Could this go to higher courts? I mean, I can't imagine it stopping with Shapiro. I mean, it, it, there, you know, there is argument grounds. You said it and it's been put in statements that this is unconstitutional. And so if Shapiro decides to, you know, not veto this, is this something that should be taken to the Supreme Court? Um, well, you know, obviously, Governor Shapiro is a well-educated lawyer, and he is also the one who appoints the attorney general. Right. I would think that any governor should veto a bill that is obviously unconstitutional, and this one is obviously unconstitutional. But the, I believe what you're asking me, Mr. Owens, is if Governor Shapiro— If he doesn't have to play if, politics— If, 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 if he goes ahead and signs it, what will we do? Right, and the answer not. is we will challenge it because, okay. because it is unacceptable okay. to obliterate the votes of Philadelphians for the rest of time. And make no mistake, today— Today, mm -hmm. they have discouraged voters. Today, yes. they have said to Philadelphia voters, don't bother voting. We won't count it. And it can set a precedence for other elections. If you don't like certain other seats, if you don't like the city controller, who's to say that they might just say, you know what, we don't like the city controller because we feel like they're too progressive. I mean, this is very targeted. It's very targeted. Um, it's obvious, like you said, even if you don't want to say it's because of you directly, but you're Look at the seat. It seems as though in the city like Philadelphia, we are the most diverse, large city in Philadelphia in, in Pennsylvania that for all the other cities. I mean, they made this. They didn't make this a unilateral move. It's very specific to Philadelphia. It's 100 percent specific to Philadelphia. And, and so it's hard to try to really figure out why, especially given that this follows the attempt to impeach you when that failed. Mm -hmm. Now they're coming up with this and they're using the budget. They're weaponizing the budget. At a time where people need resources, people need money, and really pressuring those Democrats who are kind of sometimey. Yeah, I, I hear that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I agree with your analysis. I, th I think that what is happening here uh, is not different than some of the things happening around the country. You know, I'm not the only person who got impeached for nothing right. in the United States. And then you look a little bit later and guess who they're impeaching? Joe Biden, right before a right. national presidential election for nothing. There is a playbook that is being used all over the country. It's not just about prosecutors. It's about elected officials everywhere because there are people in the MAGA Republican Party who know that the only way they retain power is to destroy democracy. And that is exactly what they're trying to do. I will die on this hill. I will not walk away from this. I will fight this every step of the way. And I will do so proudly because we have to protect our voters. We have to protect people who are 18 and they want to vote for the first time. They're 85 years old and they voted every election. This is basically what has happened in American history over and over and over, where you sell out the votes of broke people, black people, brown people for short-term financial gain by the, quote, moderates, unquote, who are not moderates at all if what they do is destroy democracy. Well, thank you for having coming on. We're definitely going to uh, go to break. And you're listening right now to 96.1 FM, 900 AM, Progressive Black Talk Media, WRD Radio with your host, Ernest Owens. This is Philadelphia City Council Live. We just had an exclusive interview with District Attorney Larry Krasner on this major breaking news. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 